0: That's happymammoth.com, and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home, and that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me, and I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. Calling all women. Did you know a birth control pill does not need estrogen to prevent pregnancy? Slend birth control is over 98% effective and is estrogen free. So if you're interested in avoiding unnecessary hormones or you have a health reason to steer clear of estrogen, It's time to say goodbye to estrogen and hello to SLIND. Hello to a flexible window to catch up on a missed pill and hello to periods on a schedule. Do not take SLIND if you have kidney problems, reduced adrenal gland function, cervical cancer, or any hormone sensitive cancer, liver disease, or unexplained vaginal bleeding. If these happen with SLIND, stop and call your doctor. Before taking SLIND, tell your doctor if you may be pregnant or have had blood clots, stroke, heart attack, high potassium in your blood, diabetes, or depression, which can lead to possible serious side effects. Say goodbye to estrogen and hello to SLIND. Talk to your doctor or visit slind.com. This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by God is My CEO, a prayer journal for entrepreneurs. I am so excited about this journal because it is the first ever prayer journal specifically for entrepreneurs. God gave me this idea a little over a month ago for me to create this journal for business owners. And I am just amazed with the response that has gotten thus far, the people who've been able to pre-order it and download the the virtual digital version um, and get started with growing that relationship with God and allowing God to be the CEO of their business. This journal is amazing because it has a space for you to surrender your business to God. Uh, It has a space for you to write down your million dollar ideas that God is going to give you as you grow in your relationship with him. It has a place for you to write down your answered prayers so that you can constantly be reminded that if he did it once, he'll do it again. There's a page, there's a section called I feel, but I know In that section, it allows you to navigate the difficult feelings and sometimes just the very personal feelings of being an entrepreneur and relate that to what the scripture says so that you can be encouraged in those not so sexy parts of entrepreneurship. There's also a section for sermon notes. So, if you guys are like me and you watch a lot of sermons online or if you just attend church, there's a section for you to take notes in there as well. And then, of course, there are the journaling pages. So, there's a morning and evening section for you to journal and spend time with god every single day so i'm so excited about this journal i've been getting such amazing responses from everyone who's pre-ordered already and been able to utilize the digital version so make sure you go to com so that you can pre-order yours today let's start the show you are listening to blessed and bossed up presented by anchored media an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed Bossed Up podcast. I am definitely excited about today's episode. I'm more so just excited to be back home. Um, Last week... Yeah, I think it was, yeah, last week I was in Ohio for a little under a week. Then I came home for about two days and I flew to Atlanta for the Ladies of Business Conference. And I did a workshop on how to create and monetize and podcasting. And so it was my first time actually doing a talk on podcasts. So I was really excited um, to test it out just to to teach everybody that was in my sessions. And I got a really great response. So I'm definitely excited about that. I think I'm going to actually... Offer that masterclass As like a, a paid masterclass Pretty soon But I definitely want to add Some things to it Up the value a little bit more um, Before offering that But yeah I'm happy to be back home I had such a great time At the conference Shout out to everybody Who listens to the show Who I actually was able to meet there Shout out to Coco Chanel And Jasmine for bringing me gifts That was pretty awesome You guys Everybody I met You guys just made me feel so special um, Sometimes when doing a podcast is I'm literally speaking into a mic in my house. And so to be able to meet the people who are impacted by me just talking for an hour a week is just, it's so amazing. It's just so much confirmation and reassurance about the path that God has me on and how important it is to continue to use my voice and let him use me. So thank you guys. And shout out to everybody who I was able to meet in Atlanta. So for today's episode, um, I'm not sure how long this episode is going to go today. I wanted to talk about something that is very much so current for me at this moment. And I was a little bit hesitant to actually talk about this because I'm the type of person where I like to discuss things when I'm on the other side of them. That way I can give you like a full perspective of it and also give you some type of hope based off of my personal story. But um, I kind of know that it's, it's important for me to talk about this while I'm very much so in it, because a lot of you guys are in it as well. And there are some practices things that I do to be able to cope or uh, maneuver this season that I'm in. And so I was, I was praying and asking God like, well, what do you want me to talk about today? And I had planned the podcast, but I just really didn't want to do this particular topic. And God was like, no, continue on with what you were planning. And so that's what I'm going to do. And, um, ironically enough, I was listening to a sermon this morning that really spoke to exactly what I wanted to be talking about today. And so I'm actually going to include that sermon in the show notes. So once you guys are done, if you're looking for the inspiration part, I'm going to provide that um, sermon for you so that you can click on it. Okay. So today I want to talk about that space between where you are and where you want to be. And what I mean by that is a lot of times we start to believe God for certain things or God starts to reveal to us certain things about our future, about our business, about our success. And we're excited because of course what God is showing us is amazing. It makes us feel good, but we oftentimes underestimate the uh, frustration. I get, I think is a good word of the waiting process or the the in between process that process where you're planted but you're still waiting to sprout that that process where you started your business and God told you it was going to be successful but you haven't been able to get your first client yet or be able to make your first sale that 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 space where you that God told you you're going to be a full-time entrepreneur but you can't seem to make enough money to leave your full-time job That space is the space we're going to talk about today. And it's so important for me to talk about this because even when I decided to get into podcasting in the first place, I wanted to talk about the journey, not the I'm already successful. Here's how to be successful. Not like me, not the fluff, but just the journey, the real deal about the journey and just be honest about that. And so um, by me talking about this today, this, this really allows me to stay true to the premise of starting podcasting in the first place. And so for me personally This is something that I have very much So been going through recently um, This 2018 for me so far Has been the most obedient I've been in my entire life as it relates to my relationship with God I've been the most consistent with my walk with God I've been the most consistent of doing what he tells me to do I've been consistent with fasting for uh, like over eight months now Like I've been very much so obedient to God more so than I've ever been And I've had to um, kind of put my own natural reactions to things on hold more than I ever have. So I've been very much so committed, like I said, to God and my purpose and my calling for my life. And now originally I thought I had this expectation that by doing that, that automatically I would see everything that God, promise me come to pass. I felt like if I was, okay, I'm obedient now. So now God's going to give me my million. I'm obedient now. So God's going to give me the world on my timing. And so I I placed those, those ridiculous expectations on God and kind of used my obedience or my commitment to what he wants me to do as like a bargaining chip to get my blessings quicker. That was a really good way to say that. Yeah. I use my obedience as a bargaining chip to get my blessings quicker. And that made me put a false expectation on God and try to rush him when in essence, God's time timing is always perfect. It's always the right time. And whether I rush him or not, or I try to bargain my obedience to get what he's told me is mine or not. He's still going to do things in his timing. And so I've been really wrestling with that lately, the being patient in the process part, but being anxious to see the, the my obedience because obedience is not easy at all. You know what I mean? Staying committed to what God tells you to do puts you in a constant state of being uncomfortable because our natural, not, uh, a lot of times sin or, or being disobedient is a result of us just giving into our natural desires. And And so, uh, I guess tabling or, or taming or that, that natural desire and resisting the temptations to doing whatever it is that you want to do, um, it's hard, it's, it's very difficult. And so because it's so difficult and because it takes a lot of effort to be obedient to what God says, a lot of times it's also natural for us to be like, okay, God, well, we're, Where is this thing that you promised me? Like, where, where is that thing that's going to make all of this worth it? That's, that's what it is. It's what God, where is that thing that's going to, where is this that you promised me that's going to make everything I'm going through worth it? And so for me, that's the space that I'm in currently. And so, um, I was, I found myself, I found myself consistently recently getting anxious. And I'm going to go over some solutions that I use to maneuver. This season, Um, but I just really want to be open and transparent because I know I'm not the only one that's going through this and I never want to paint the picture as if making God the CEO of your business is... always this this glitz and glamour. Yes, God will bless you tremendously. Yes, obedience pays for sure. Um, but there are certain seasons, those character building seasons that are going to be pretty painful. Um, they're going to be emotionally draining. There, it's just going to require a lot from you. And so I, for me, I really underestimated that. And it's, I'm realizing as I'm talking how why it's important for me to talk about this, because a lot of people will use that. That uncomfortable that discomfort, I was about to say the wrong word, that discomfort, or this call let this anxiety cause you to no longer be obedient or to turn away from what God is calling you to do because it is it's it's like I rather just deal with the discomfort that I'm used to as opposed to trying to get into an uncomfortable season that's foreign to me. So I might as well just stay at this job that I know I don't belong in, that I'm miserable at every single day because I'm used to it, I'm used to being miserable. I've been at this job for years, as opposed to following God and taking my leap of faith and now being uncomfortable in unfamiliar territory. I'd rather just stay at the job. You know what I mean? It's it's the, do I take the pain that's familiar, the the discomfort that's familiar? Or do I go to new territory and then, and be uncomfortable there? It's a tough, it's a tough decision. And a lot of people, once they take that leap and now they're still uncomfortable, but now in foreign territory, will go back to the nine to five, even though that's not what God has for them, simply because it's, un, it's more familiar. And so That's as I'm talking is just coming to me why I have to talk about this, because somebody may be in that position where it's like following God or making him the CEO of my business is too difficult. I might as well just go back to doing what I was doing. And you can't do that. I'm talking about this season I'm in because I need you to understand that I'm not going to turn back. I'm not going to go back to putting myself as the CEO of my business because I'm not seeing what God promised me. Instead, I have to realize, and you guys who may be going through this as well, have to realize that God is not a liar. If he promised you something. It's yours. So instead of being anxious in this season about when is it when is it going to happen or or growing weary and doing the right thing, the Bible says very clearly, don't grow weary and doing the right thing. And if I'm being honest, in this season for me, I oftentimes grow weary and doing the right thing. Just being completely frank here. But I'm not supposed to do that. We are not supposed to do that. We have to trust that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. And whenever it is that he decides to do it it's going to be the perfect time. And so, for me, these are some things that I have to remind myself in this season. God gave me some very specific promises for my year this year. And so for me, as the clock, as we go from May to June, July, as we get farther and farther in the year, I'm constantly looking like, okay, God, you said that this was going to happen. I don't see it yet. I'm I'm making myself anxious if I'm being honest, because I keep looking at the clock as opposed to just getting occupied with whatever the last thing God (laughs) told me to do was, you know what I mean? And so a, a lot of this Season or the stress of this season is rooted in spending too much time looking at the clock, spending too much time googling yourself to see what what 's going on and not enough time f- getting busy with what you already have and so this these are kind of the pep talks that I have to give myself, and i 'm really going to go into some practical solutions in a second, but i I just really wanted to be vocal and vulnerable. About the season that I'm in right now. And it's, and what's even more interesting is that. I, will, I pray prayers like I ask God to really prepare me for what he has for me. Like I said, God has made me some big promises for this year. And I'm saying, well, God, can you prepare me for those things? But the preparation, I don't, again, underestimating, I underestimate how uh, strenuous the preparation process is, how much pressure the preparation process has to where um, there's been certain things that God has told me to deal with, certain things that I've been able to keep at maybe average level for a while now and God is trying to, to, to push me to into excellence in every single area of my life and it's, it's stressful. The emotional things not just surface level things but really deep rooted emotional damaged relationships that God is calling me to repair and I'm like Lord I can't take nothing else. <laughs> it's hard enough for me trying to surrender everything and, and keep my own ambition in check to, to allow you to remain the CEO. Now I got to go face certain things that I don't want to face. And in the midst of all of this stretching, feel like my arm is being pulled one way. My leg is being pulled another. Um, my, my, it's just a lot, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, I can handle it. I, told, I tell you guys all the time, pressure either, either makes diamonds or bust pipes and pressure will always make a diamond out of me. But I have to be honest about what that pressure process is like. It's not easy. You grow anxious and waiting to see the results of your obedience. You look at the clock to see like, okay, I've been suffering for this amount of time. When is my blessing coming? And you go frustrated and disappointed with God because you're not seeing what you want to see when you want to see it. But we have to switch our perspectives. Yes, this is something that I've been I've been personally feeling, but I had to keep it real with myself that I have to switch my perspective. So for any of you guys who are like me and you find yourself growing anxious in this waiting season or you find yourself just growing frustrated with God because you've been doing everything that he's told you to do, you feel like you've been obedient, you've been doing all these things, but you haven't been necessarily seeing the results from it, or you haven't necessarily seen the, the promises that he has for you. Here are some practical ways to really maneuver through this season. The first thing is to journal your feelings. This is something that I do. And not just, I think as as, as believers, we feel like we can't feel disappointed with God. We can't feel frustrated. Like we, it's some, somehow a sin to acknowledge that we feel a certain type of way. That's not true. You know, when I, when I read the Bible, I read about, um, let's take Jeremiah, for example, God had him just out there preaching and and being a prophet, but they was trying to kill him. They was trying to do all these things and he was getting frustrated with it. And he vocalized his frustration. And so for me, I'm like, if there are God's prophets can be in the Bible frustrated about what they're going through, then I can be frustrated too. And nobody is about to make me feel like I'm less of a believer or my faith is somehow less than because I'm frustrated or I have uh, emotions that aren't all praise hands right now. You know what? I mean and so the way that I maneuver through that though is I journal my feelings I give myself the freedom to feel what I'm feeling and However, I don't soak in that. I don't give the devil leeway to come in and taint my mind. I just acknowledge my feelings to get it off my chest. And so I might write in my journal like I'm I'm frustrated right now. I'm tired of doing the right thing. The Bible says don't grow weary and I'm trying so hard to fight this, but I feel I feel like I'm doing all of this and I'm not seeing the results of it. I feel like I'm 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 doing everything God told me to do. Other people are getting blessed, and there's still promises on the table that God has showed me is going to happen for me this year year, but I'm not seeing it. Writing all that down. But after I write down all of those feelings, my favorite word is nevertheless. So after I I get everything off of my chest about what it is that I'm feeling, I get it off my heart, out of my mind. I'm get it all out. Then I start speaking the word of God to what he said. Nevertheless, God told me that X, Y, Z was going to happen in 2018. So I don't care if it is the 364th day. It will come to pass when God tells me uh, because God told me, you know, the Bible says that God's word would not return back to him void. So here's everything that God says uh, um, concerning this concerning my life. And I write those things down. And so by doing that, I allow myself to feel What I'm feeling But I remind myself Of the truth So that I'm not driven By my emotions We are not to be To be governed By our emotions And so So just by journaling That's just a practical way And just a blank journal So I have my prayer journal But then I have another journal Where I just write down My feelings And that's where I write down All of the stuff I just told you guys about Also Get busy with the last thing that God told you to do. A lot of times we're rushing God, but skipping stuff that he already told us to do. That doesn't make sense. Now, does it? <laughs> if he told if the last thing he told you to do was, let's say, get your LLC, but you done started doing whatever. And you're wondering why you're not making money. You don't even have a legal business. Or if you're believing in God to, um to be a, a let's say a world renowned speaker, but you don't even have any topics that you're practicing to go and speak when the call comes, you know, what's the last thing that God told you to do? Have you done that? If not, then busy yourself in that, whatever it is he's promised you is going to happen in his timing anyway. So you might as well stop looking at the clock because you're only going to stress yourself out. And that's what I told me. I'm like Tatum, God. Told you what was going to happen for you this year So unlike most people You have an actual time Attached to what is going on So you have all the reason to Not be frustrated because he even gave you The benefit of knowing when it was going to happen And so just me having to check myself Like okay you, I'm, I'm right. Okay, this God did give me a time, so let me go back to what the last thing God told me to do was, and get busy with that. So I'm not even. I don't. The devil doesn't have an opportunity to get into my mind and make me feel like doing the right thing isn't working out for me. And all of those emotions do, if we if they go unchecked, is give the devil leeway to destroy us. Then he starts saying certain things like, Yeah, see, new, see, God making God your CEO and getting you nowhere. You still in the same place you was when you was the CEO. Matter of fact, you you uh, father back because you just, because you don't let God be the CEO. Like you can't leave leeway for the devil to start speaking these lies into your head. So we have to make sure that we check our feelings and we go back to the drawing board. Meaning we go back to busy ourselves with the last thing that God told us to do. And I know for. For me, God has really led me in the Bible back to the story of David. And so as I'm I'm reading this book about David's life right now, um, because God kind of showed me last year to study David's life, I was going to find similarities in our journeys. And so I've been reading this book about David. And what I'm realizing about David was that everybody knows David for being a king and for defeating Goliath. But David was a teenager um, and he was working in the He was tending to sheep When God appointed him king Minding his business Doing what the the last thing That he was supposed to do was And then um, that's when He was anointed as king now, there's a significant time difference between when he was anointed as king, when he knew that he was going to be king, and when he actually became the king. Remember, he was young. He was a teenager when he was called. But then after God appointed him, he went right back to doing what he was doing. He went right back to tending to the sheep until... um uh Saul called for him to come and play music for him or whatever. And that's kind of how he got into the vicinity of uh the king and all of that stuff. But there was a significant time difference from when he was named king to when he actually took the throne. And in that season was a character building season. And so that's the season that a lot of us and myself included are in. We're in that character building season. And it's important that we don't get frustrated in this character building season because in this season is when we're built up, we're prepared to be able to fight the things that are going to come our way when we get the blessings, you know, that new levels, new devils is a real thing. So yeah, when God grants you with the million, the million dollar business that he promised you, that's going to come with its fair share of challenges. So it's important for you to to master where you are right now and to master being prepared for that so that you can handle it. Like I said, everybody knew David for defeating Goliath. But the reason why he was so confident and he was able to just defeat Goliath so effortlessly is because in that character building season, he beat a bunch of mini Goliath. He beat a bunch of giants when nobody was paying attention. So when people were watching him, it was nothing for him to do the same thing he had been doing. So that's what we have to do in this season. Instead of getting looking at the clock, getting anxious, getting caught up and it not happening yet, trying to to rush God or, or not, um, or turning away from God or going frustrated with God, because we're not seeing what we want to see. Instead, we have to shift our perspective and one busy ourselves with the last thing he told us to do and look at it look at this season as an opportunity for you to get ready for what he's asking you for. And, And I I think I tweeted this recently where I was saying that instead of asking for God to bless you or or um, instead of just asking for God what that next thing is and look at what you have now and figure out how you can be excellent in the season that you're at right now. And I've talked about this before. I can't ask God for this 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 million dollar home if I'm not taking care of the home I have you know what I mean I can't ask God for my Porsche if I'm not taking care of my Nissan we have to figure out how to be excellent and where we are right now and so that's what you that's another thing that you busy yourself with in this season of being frustrated and ask God what do you need from me to be prepared for the promises that you that that uh, I'm believing in you for what do you need from me For me, God has told me you need to restore certain relationships. So that's what I'm working on. Again, that, that, that gives a new level of strife, uh, to be going through a new level of discomfort because restoring relationships oftentimes mean digging up old wounds, picking at old wounds in order for them to heal. It's not easy. However, That's what God told me to do in order for me to get what it is that He promised me. So again, it's important to, it's okay to feel the feelings. It's totally okay to feel the feelings, but then you have to, you can't feel them for too long to where you give the devil leeway to throw you off and destroy you. Cause we never, we truly never know when God's appointed time is. So imagine if you were, you got tired right before the breakthrough happened, imagine you gave up. Right before the breakthrough happened, all you had to do was push through a little bit longer in order to reach that breakthrough. But because you gave up, because you grew weary and doing the right thing, you just walked away from the biggest blessing of your life. And for me personally, I can't live with that. I know I know way too much about the goodness of God for me to walk away, for me to let frustration or uh, me let being uncomfortable cause me to stop doing anything because i know better at this point and all of us know better and so for you guys anybody who has been going through similar feelings as me i really hope you take what um i've talked about you take these practical steps and apply them to your season right now and the last step is gratitude be grateful about where you are right now Every day in my journal, I write what I'm grateful for because I never want to let my ambition or my anticipation for what's next cause me to make it seem like what I have right now doesn't mean anything. I am so blessed, so, so, so blessed. So I would never, ever want God to feel like I'm not grateful with what I have. Because I'm anticipating what's next Or because I know that so much greater Is out there for me I have to be grateful And so that's something I do as well When I'm feeling that level of frustration That level of anxiety I'm like, okay, I'm about to write down things I'm grateful for And I start just picking away I'm writing down, I'm grateful for I'm grateful to be a full-time entrepreneur I'm grateful to have no real uh, needs Like all my needs are met Most of my wants are met Like I have a, a A beautiful relationship Somebody out there That loves me I'm able to make An impact on this world I influence so many people Like I have so much To be grateful for And so do you God has blessed us Still where we at We may not have That thing That we're believing In him for We may not have That promise That he told That he told us Belonged to us But there's so much About where we're at Right now That we can be Grateful for And there's something About gratitude That just totally Makes those other Feelings go away way. And so again, for any of you guys who may be in this character building season where you're being stretched beyond capacity and you're getting frustrated with it, you're getting anxious with it, you are not alone in that. And, and, and in order for you to maneuver that, I'm going to review these practical steps one more time. One, journal your feelings, get your emotions out on paper, but then also re, uh, put that nevertheless in there and then reiterate what God said. Put some scriptures in there that speak against those feelings. Um, Also, busy yourself with the last thing that God told you to do. If he told you to write that book, but you're trying to figure out how you're going to do something else, go and write that book. Whatever it is, the last thing that God told you to do, go busy yourself with that. Go and look at your current situation and figure out how can I be more excellent in where I am right now and work on that. Then number four, ask God, what does he need from you for you to be prepared for what you're believing in him for? There may be some things that you're looking over because of your feelings. So check in with him and ask him, what does he need from you? And then lastly, gratitude, practice gratitude, write down every day what you're grateful for. In the midst of those tough moments, write down what you're grateful for. I'm going to take a quick break and I'm going to come back and answer a question quick announcement before i answer questions if you guys are looking for a speaker for your event definitely shoot me an email tatum at tatumtamiya.com that's t-a-t-u-m-t-e-m-i-a.com i do panels workshops as well as keynotes so i would love to be at your event if you would love to have me So let's answer some questions. The first question, um, she didn't say if she wanted to be anonymous or not. So I'm going to just go on the safe side and leave her name out. She says, I am an event planner and decorator. I have a question for you. You mentioned you had a business partner who was your friend. What happened? Was it an ugly breakup? Are you still friends? What happened to your friendship? I am in kind of the same situation. I had a business partner who decided to leave the business and start her own almost exact business. It is probably Put a strain on a relationship as we are trying to slip this stuff. I think she means split the stuff we had together. What is your take? I'm not sure if it is time to let the friendship in and go out, go our separate ways and end the friendship as well. Any light would be highly appreciated. God bless you in your work. OK, so to answer your first question about what happened, I did have a friend where um During my youth program, I have went to her to uh, help me with it. We weren't business partners on paper that was intentional on my end because I wanted to I wanted to just kind of see how the relationship would work prior to being official business partners and so thank god that I had enough sense to do that because uh it did not work out we stopped we the friendship is definitely gone we were actually very close friends and the reason why we split up was um we were definitely incompatible to work together. But the straw that broke the camel's back was there was a situation where we had got paid for a school engagement. And um she just basically didn't feel like she should be doing any work with the business without getting paid. And so for me at the time, I wasn't getting paid any money that we got from whatever school engagement that we did went straight back into the business for expenses. So that means materials for the girls. That means website, that means email, all the things that have to get paid for that she didn't have to worry about. And so to me, that was a character flaw. So that was a a big blow up that we had. And so we ended up not being friends. We have not talked since then. That was maybe like three years ago. And so that friendship was done. Um, No hard feelings on my end, but it definitely was an ugly, quote unquote, breakup. And I definitely my biggest thing with anybody is integrity. And so I pay particular attention to people, especially how they act in tense situations. And so for me, because it was something where she felt like, she needed to be compensated for, uh, what we were doing, even though I wasn't. And then to kind of take it into her own hands to compensate herself was the definitely a non-forgivable for me. And so, um, yeah, that was, that was pretty much that i we went our separate ways. We were already actually planning to go our separate ways in business, but still maintain the friendship. But that situation is what deaded the friendship for the both of us. Us. And so, um, yeah, that's pretty much how that went. And for you, you're saying that the girl, she is leaving the business and start her own almost exact business. I personally wouldn't continue the friendship after that because I just think that's, that's shady. But then also it depends on the details because I don't know, I only know what you told me. So is she using stuff that you guys did together for her own business, for the own, the business that she's starting now, if that's the case, then I would dead the friendship. Now, if she still wants to continue doing that same type of business and not just with and just not do it with you, then that may be a salvageable relationship, depending on again the other factors that I just don't know. But um, for anybody that's listening, I highly suggest get paperwork if you want to start business with friends. Get paperwork. Get stuff on paper. If you guys are joint if you guys both own the business legally, have an operating agreement in place to where if somebody decides to get out of the business, what does that look like? Put some type of non-complete non-compete clause in that operating agreement. So if they were to leave, they can't start a business that's the exact same within a certain time frame. Like paperwork contracts is so, so, so important. That was something I didn't have. I took enough caution to where I didn't really screw myself over. But if I was to ever do something like that again, I would have so much paperwork. It didn't make any sense. And so again for you guys that are listening and considering doing business with friends have paperwork in place have processes in place if y'all can't get through the paperwork process and y'all can't agree on that type of stuff then you don't need to work together that's a great trial one to decide if y'all are going to do business together and paperwork is a part of doing business it's not just the whole planning the events part it's the paperwork part um, so yeah if I were you I would just have a real conversation with her definitely sit down and Figure out why she left the business and and figure out if there were anything anything that you may have done unknowingly to kind of hurt her or anything like that. Because it's a friendship, it is important to kind of talk about the feelings so that you'll be able to move forward and um, with a certain level of trust in your friend. Um, but if I were you, I would really have a conversation with her. I would really make sure that she's not using anything from your business and the new business if she is totally cut her off as a friend because that's a character flaw and we don't need shady people um, in our life Uh, but yeah also pray about guidance as far as that situation is concerned that's something I did do in my situation as well I prayed about it a lot prior to um, us coming to the conclusion to part our ways Before the the ugly breakup I was praying That was something that I was praying about Because I didn't have peace about That situation in the first place So really just pray about um, That situation and ask God How should you move forward with it? Because a lot of times When things happen In situations We don't really take time to consider What the other person might be going through That may be causing them to act A certain type of way I've definitely not Always done that when it came to dealing with people in general, and people have also not done that when with dealing with me to where they may be upset with me about something, not realizing that I'm just going through so much, so I'm not necessarily being myself. So there are always more things in play that we know. So in any time you're having a conversation with somebody especially friendships. This is friendships. This isn't just a strictly business situation. So this is somebody that you care about. So when you're doing this, uh, when you're having these conversations with friends, definitely ask for, ask God for patience, really try to, to understand where they're coming from and then ask God for wisdom on how you should move forward with that. But yeah, that's what I would do. There was another question about fear. She says, hey, I've always been a dreamer, yet fear has held me back in so many ways. I work full time, full time benefits, but I don't like my job. I dream of becoming a successful eyelash technician and owning my own lash beauty bar. I am an introvert as well. Any advice? So being a dreamer is awesome, but you also have to be a doer. Being a dreamer allows you to feel all the feels of what life could be like without actually putting in any work for you to actually get there in real life. And so if you're trying to really accomplish something and fear is stopping you and and you can't seem to get out of that dreaming state, I suggest that you practice putting yourself in that doer state. So if you want to be um, a successful eyelash technician on your own beauty bar, then write down what does it take to get there. You're not the only the only one who wants to do this there are people with successful businesses like this you should actually go and listen to Nicole's episode of this podcast a couple weeks ago she gave a lot of great tips and she also has a coaching program for beauty technicians uh, or not technicians but beauty professionals so that's actually a a great resource right there go back to Nicole's episode and reach out to her and she actually works with people on that but um, yeah practice doing stuff so write stuff down if you want to be an eyelash tech first things first. Okay, let me learn how to do eyelashes, write that down. Then number two, let me try to get get some practice in and get some clients. Step three, whatever the steps are, write them down. Don't get into the emotions of it. Just get real. Take your feelings out of it and write it down. After you write down everything that you need to do to accomplish that, then go and start doing it. Start checking things off one by one. Okay, I need to learn how to do lashes. Let me find somebody to teach me. You go to a class, you do whatever that process is, you check that off the list. So just practice doing is, is the main thing here. And if you don't have the the discipline or the motivation to do it yourself, seek outside help, some type of coach or a consultant or whatever, that's going to hold you accountable to getting things done. And I definitely suggest Nicole when it comes to that. But yeah, that would, that is my advice to you. If any of you guys have any questions you want to be answered on the, you want to be answered on the show, go to com. click on the ask a boss tab, and I will answer it on the show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Blessed Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. Definitely also submit your wins of the week. So if you want to submit your wins of the week, you go to blessedandbossedup.com as well. Click on wins of the week so that we can celebrate each other on the show. And yeah, so that's it for today's episode. I will talk to you guys next week. Oh, I hate turkey hunting. I'm freezing. Me too. It feels like 25 below. 25? Did you know you can get up to 25% off grocery store prices at BJ's Wholesale Club? Up to 25% off? BJ sounds perfect for Thanksgiving shopping. They have really good turkey prices too. <laughs> then what are we freezing our bleeps off out here for? Let's go to BJ's. Save in club or shop on BJ's.